Live from Toronto's world-famous comedy bar, it's Anda Scotch Eggs Comedy Game Showdown! Hello, 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 and welcome to Anda Scotch Eggs Comedy Game Showdown. My name is Dan Donnelly. I'll be your host tonight. How's everybody doing? As you can see, our theme tonight is a Christmas show, Merry Happy. There has been a lot of very important Christmas pop culture material going along this year, primarily because this is the first year there is a gay Hallmark Christmas movie, The Holiday Sitter. And if we learned anything from Billy Eichner, it's that everyone has to come to your movie if you yell at them enough or else it's a hate crime. So in the purely cynical spirit of the season, I'd like to announce my own upcoming project with the Hallmark Channel, Homo for the Holidays. Sorry, I'll be Homo for Christmas. <laughs> uh, it turned out it came upon a midnight queer is already a movie, so we weren't... <laughs> So I'd like to tell you guys a bit about the movie. I want you to meet Emmanuel, a stressed out Ivy League grad student who just needs a break from the big city and the never ending uh, pressure of writing a dissertation on his own grinder usage so that he can one day achieve his dream of banning the president from Twitter. So he packs his bags and goes home to stay with his clueless but well-meaning conservative Christian parents, an endearingly quirky but surprisingly cool kid brother who he like never really got a chance to connect with before, you know? And Emmanuel starts to readjust to life in his quiet, idyllic hometown of Fentanyl Hollow, which <laughs> maybe wasn't so bad after all. And he begins to feel um, inspired to take up his research again with a new focus on small-town America. And much to his surprise, Fentanyl Hollow has its own headless torso only two miles away. So intrigued, Emmanuel writes to him and they decide to meet for a quick 2 a.m. research interview in the struggling Christmas tree lot next to the desolate skeleton of the long-abandoned factory that once gave life to this dying husk of a town. There, Emmanuel is shocked to discover that he's been talking to Nick, the high school bully who always beat him up. <laughs> but was closeted himself? Twist! Emmanuel runs away in tears, but for some reason he can't resist chatting more with Nick, whose marriage to his high school sweetheart had recently ended, leaving him with nothing but a drinking problem and a precocious six-year-old daughter. As an example for whom he decides to stop hiding and embrace who he really is. So anyway, they swap some fluids and get into a major fight over a trivial miscommunication, yada yada, but eventually they get back together so Emmanuel can give up on his dreams to stay in this post-capitalist wasteland of a hometown with Nick, where they open up their own boutique fentanyl shop to further prey on the desperate and downtrodden local population. And that's I'll Be Homo for Christmas. I hope you guys... You better fucking watch it. All right, we have a great show planned for you tonight, and I think you're going to enjoy it. But first, we have a word from our sponsor, Socially Obligated Gift Giving. <laughs> Do you enjoy fritting away your precious time, energy, and resources in the acquisition of pointless material goods for people who probably don't want them anyway because of an arbitrary social convention that requires both of you to participate in the shared cultural dance you both secretly hate, but no one can say anything because to do so is somehow a worse violation than wasting everyone's time and energy and money just to inflict massive deadweight loss on the economy? Then socially obligated gift giving might be for you. 
Enjoy collecting meaningless trinkets so people you don't really know that well can keep them in their closet for eight years until finally throwing them out during a move because it would just be awkward not to. Experience the delight of discovering you forgot about someone's deadly allergies or alcoholism in the most humiliating way possible. Socially obligated gift giving brought to you by the wrapping paper industry and every other one. All right, now are you guys ready for your show? All right, let me introduce your contestants. First up, we have the Gremlins. Please welcome Sebastian D. Chow. Desiree Walsh. And Gerald Young. And up against the Gremlins, we have their mortal enemies, the Bad Santas. Please welcome Dan Brennan. Kathy Boyd. And Brandon Zakai. All right, are you guys ready to go? Are you guys ready to go? All right. It's time for our pop quiz. First question. The category is, oh, I can't see them from here. Thank you. The category is Northern Exposure. I expected to have the laptop in front of me, you see. <laughs> the question is, according to internet search data, what is Canada's most popular Christmas song? Gerald. I saw mommy kissing John Gomeshi against her will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 500,000 points in a legal sediment. Uh, yes, Kathy. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, lyrics and music by the Proud Boys. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Incorrect. Desiree. Let it snow unless I have work, then please have it plowed by 7 a.m. <laughs> yes, I think we can all agree. Uh, working on Christmas is uh, another, another plot by the wrapping paper industry, I think. Yes, who rang in? Was that Sebastian? It's beginning to look a lot like another freedom convoy. Uh, sing along, everybody. Oh, you better not mask. We'd rather all die. You better not vax. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to Ottawa to protest the infringement of his personal liberties by a tyrannical Trudeau regime. <laughs> Thank you. That is not the correct answer, though. Anyone else? Uh, Sebastian, again. Uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, but in Mandarin. Ooh. Mm. I think this is... Uh, this is a possibility. Oh, maybe. <laughs> okay. Uh, the real answer is the grandma got run over by an incel in a van on Young Street. Um, sorry, no, wait, that's incorrect. Uh, the correct answer is Feliz Navidad, surprisingly enough. That is, I think, based on search data, maybe that's not a song that everybody's looking for, but that's okay. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to the next question. The category is... Pining for the fjords, thank you. The question is, what is the origin of the Christmas tree? Dan. Well, uh, 2,000 years ago, uh, trees were more like pets and often spent cold nights indoors. <laughs> That's true. You had to warm them by the fire, but not too, not too much by the fire. And then you had a different problem. <laughs> Sebastian. Early pagans wanted a better system of distributing pine needles across their carpeting. Yeah, things were more fair back in those days. Everybody got a little bit of pine needle. And then, Brandon? Actually, 
actually, this is the, oh, thank you, thank you. Yes, please speak into the microphone. Yeah, it's actually uh, a missed, an old thing. They were cutting up firewood, but they were a lot lazier back then. So first things first, they got the tree in, and they just kind of set it down for later. And you know, cutting that up kind of happens in February. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Hooray for laziness! You wouldn't need the firewood before February. I mean. There's only so much you can do without power tools back then. <laughs> you know, this was all done by hand and in some cases by mule. Okay. Thank you. Anytime. 25 points. All right. <laughs> uh, any, other, any other answers? Uh, yes. A demonstration of cruelty to keep the trees in line. Like they're just staying them in the corner and like putting, hanging like putting stuff a, on them. It's, it's like putting a head on a pike. Right. But with the tree is the pike, so I guess that's And it's the whole body, so it's like a tree crucifixion. Yes. Which is appropriate, I guess. Absolutely. Except for the baubles. I think those, like, on, like, a head on a pike, if you put baubles on that, it would be extra threatening, because it's like we're having fun with it. (laughs) Yeah. We're not even, we we don't care. 200 points, and we're going to move on. (laughs) Thank you, guys. This is the Shut the Fuck Up Horn, which comes out when you guys all need to shut the fuck up, and we're going to move on. (laughs) The correct answer uh, is that the Christmas tree dates to early modern Germany, and uh, the use of candles was attributed to Martin Luther. Who knew? But it likely reflects an older tradition. All right, we're going to move on to the next question. The category is the Astral Tannenbaums. The question is, why is there a star on the top of the Christmas tree? Yes, Brandon. Uh, because it makes Mario invincible for like 20 seconds. Ha ha ha! Laugh, everyone, that you heard it this time. Thank you. <laughs> Minus 50 points for not using the mic. <laughs> Anyone else? Kathy? I don't have a star on the top of my tree. I have Father Christmas, so he literally has a stick up his ass. <laughs> An old white man with a stick up his ass? Who would have guessed? All right. (laughs) Grow that beard out a little more, and I think you've got a job, Dan. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, Anybody else? Desiree. It gives the cat something to strive towards? Yeah. That's nice. Per arborem ad astra, as they say in Latin. Anybody? Any, any classics majors in the audience? We don't seem to attract that demographic for some reason. Uh, there's a lot of Latin on the show, actually. All right, anybody else? All right. Uh, the correct answer is, of course, that it's remedy, it used to remedy a chronic house fire shortage, uh, which we covered earlier with the candles, but uh, also represents the star of Bethlehem. The star of Bethlehem. All right, moving on to the next question. Golden shower. The category is golden shower. What could this be? In the story of the nativity, <laughs> it's a baby shower. What gifts did the three magi bring to the newborn baby Jesus? Yes, Brandon. Uh, they brought him GameStop, GameStop stock. GameStop stock? Yeah, GameStop stock. Say that three times fast. GameStop stock, GameStop stock, GameStop stock, sell 2020. Very good. Thank you. Well, you would have had six million points, but you waited too long, so... Sorry. (laughs) Now I just have Mario plushies. (laughs) Now you just have Mario plushies? All right. Uh, Anybody else? Uh, Yes, Desiree. They brought him nothing, but um, they did offer to punch the little drummer boy in the head so Mary could have peace and quiet. That was very considerate of them. Yeah, I thought it was nice. Yeah, 200 points. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Anybody else? 
Uh, yes, Dan. Hey, I just want to say before I answer this, it takes a special person to yell out golden shower in the dark. It really does. It does, doesn't it? That was amazing. It I'm so glad a... I'm here. Okay, I okay. should know this because I, I, I grew up Catholic, and I mean, for the abuse, you've got to be able to win some points these days. A Anyways, lot of golden shower expertise So let me see if I remember what you're this. There's three wise men. The first one brought his Netflix details. Very generous. Yeah. Very, very generous. The second one, as I remember it, he was just there to hit on Mary. <laughs> and the third one, uh, he brought a, a diaper tree, which was very handy when you think about yeah. it. Yeah. Very considerate. Throw some tinsel on the diaper tree, you've got a holiday, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. Did, did Balthazar, who I think is the second one, did he go home with the afterbirth? Is that how he satisfied his fetish? I have no fucking clue okay. who Balthazar is, <laughs> nor do I want to Gaspar, know. Gaspar, Balthazar, uh, and Melchior are the three wise men and also the three gurus in the 1995 JRPG Chrono Trigger. This is how I'm cults get somebody started, like ladies and gentlemen. This is how cults begin. Do you guys Anyways. get these references? <laughs> <laughs> All right, shut the fuck up, everyone. <laughs> All right, uh, so the real answer is, of course, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. All right, we're going to move on to the next question. The category is, someone read it for me, <laughs> old hagiography. Santa Claus is based on folk tradition surrounding St. Nicholas of Myra, 270-343, who is best known for what? Sebastian. Breaking and entering through the chimney. <laughs> People were thinner back then. It was less implausible. Brandon. Can you use the microphone? Oh, come on! I believe St. Nicholas was known for um, disobeying the Russian czar and for his legendary genitals. Yes. Yes. They're still pre preserved in a czar, Yes, they are. And um, you can hear his story told by Bonnie M. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, seven and a half. No, I get nine and a half points. Bo Bonnie M? You. It's Bonnie? <laughs> I don't have an answer to this question. I just want to say it's weird that Brandon keeps forgetting to pick up the microphone because he does look like a man who spends half his day trying to figure out to do with his hand. Uh, <laughs> all right. Reprieve. Go it. ahead, Gerald. Okay, yeah. yeah no, St. Nicholas is famous for randomly bringing on, uh, uh, randomly bringing on Elon Musk to his uh, stand-up comedy show. Boo. Oh, come on. Freedom of speech. Freedom I hear also, a phone. Yeah, this is another phone. What I the fuck, guys? hear a phone. <laughs> is that a phone? It sounds like it sounds like one of those Christmas Can music I answer cards. It? Who, who's call, Is it Santa? <laughs> is Santa trying to call us and we it's keep de declining the calls? It's a Santa that kind of has a little bit of a Parkinson's jitter, you know. All right, I guess we're done. <laughs> Anybody else? Yes, yeah, Sebastian. Uh, he's known for uh, living in the mall. <laughs> I guess it's better than the subway, which is where he spends the other 11 months of the year. He's got to be somewhere, okay? <laughs> yeah. Don't be a nimby about yeah. this. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, the real answer is uh, he was famous for keeping a naughty list of heretics to put to the sword. Uh, also, in real life, he saved three sisters. In real life, a Christian said. He saved three sisters from being sold into either slavery or prostitution by their father by dropping coins in through the window. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> Coins? Kind of. I could have had those girls making paper money. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. We're going to move on to the next question. The category is whatever that is. On Donner, on Draper. On Donner, on Draper. The original influencer, Santa Claus, has been featured in ads for all kinds of products the world over. 
What was the very first ad to feature jolly old Saint Nick? Yes, Kathy. I happen to know this. It's uh, Got Milk. <laughs> very good. Very Originally good. Originally Got Milk and Cookies, but... They had to cut it down for time? To got Milk, yeah. All right. 200 points. Yes. Yeah, so I've seen it on TV, okay? It's the Canadian Tire Motormaster Reindeer Inseminator. <laughs> it's good they found someone who already had expertise in reindeer insemination. Um, but Kathy already said got milk, so I think you're... The reindeer semen taste different, trust me. <laughs> Not if you use Nesquik. Uh, <laughs> all right, anybody else? Brandon. Weinstein's beard lube. Strong enough for a goyim, but pH balanced for a Jew. <laughs> you see, Santa has a beard. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Notoriously big no, it beard. seems yeah. No, it seems very effective. I... Uh, I think it works well for you. Yes. Is Santa Jewish? <laughs> it, he, why not? I guess, yeah, why not? Most, most fairy tale villains are. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> after, after Harvard opened up admissions in the 20s, kind of you could make your own path, you know? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. The real answer is, of course, for only 50 cents a day, you can sponsor an elf just like this one. Give him a warm bed... Okay, no, it was a Coca-Cola ad in 1930. All right, we're going to move on to the next question. The category is... Maybe he should goggle it. Goggle it. In the classic Rankin and Bass TV special, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, how does Rudolph first try to hide his glowing nose? Yes, Kathy? I think he did a lot of cocaine. <laughs> and so it collapsed. <laughs> Like uh, Artie Lang's? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did I win? Yes. Uh, Rudolph didn't win, and neither did anybody riding in that sleigh, but <laughs> you win. Yes. Well, Rudolph was a Republican, right? So he distracted the voters with an anti-transgendered bathroom bill. Rudolph is yeah. a Republican? Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, it's a big red nose, you know. Oh. You know red nose, red state. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. I thought the red-nosed Republicans were mainly from gin. I didn't think it was... Uh, well, a little bit of both, yeah. <laughs> All right. Sebastian. Using Photoshop, thereby creating an unrealistic beauty standard not even he can live up to. Oh, poor Rudolph. I guess we can't feel bad for him anymore knowing his politics. Cancel Rudolph! <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How is Rudolph a Republican? He distributes gifts. He, it's handouts. No, Santa distributes the gifts. He works for him. It's like a government job. A big government job? Okay. Dan? He, uh, he shoved that red nose right up Santa's ass. How do you think he got to be lead reindeer, for God's <laughs> sakes? It's fucking competitive reindeer culture is. Is that how it turned red in the first place? <laughs> you have no idea what Santa's diet is like up Mrs. there at the Claus North Pole. Mrs. Claus makes a lot of beets. That's all that grows in the North Pole. Okay. Uh, the correct answer is that he covers it in coal dust to make it look like a regular large bulbless rain, reindeer nose. <laughs> All right. That's it for the first pop quiz. Please give a hand to your contestants. And we're going to move on to the next section of our show, which is called Meet Your Contestants. Are you guys excited to meet these people here in front of you? Whether or not... They know how to use a microphone. All right, so up first, we're going to talk to the gremlins. Uh, first up, Sebastian D. Chow is a small man who will get very mad if you put a tiny hat on him and call him an elf. His day job making toys and candy canes is a total coincidence. 
Sebastian, what is the best mythological figure of the holiday season? Okay, so you know the hotel owner who said that baby Jesus had to sleep in the barn? That was cr- like that guy is pretty cool. Like that's that nuts. <laughs> <laughs> like why why there? <laughs> like a dick move for no reason? <laughs> Did anybody else not know what a manger actually was until they were in their 30s? They just thought it was a kind of crib that had hay in it. Not a thing that animals ate out of because you studied French for eight years in Canada. (laughs) I'm going to be real with you. I just learned that it wasn't a crib right now. Okay. All right. Thank you. Give it up for Sebastian. Next up, Desiree Walsh will fight anyone who says Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. She's generally very serious and not a lot of fun. And uh, she's worried she might be too stupid to be on this show. (laughs) I did not write this intro. (laughs) Desiree, (laughs) this is not your turn. Desiree, (laughs) what other nonsensical hills are you willing to die on? A lot. Um, Coke is better than Pepsi. All right. I, I will die on that hill. Not for Artie Lang, but... Not, not for Artie Lang, <laughs> but in general, um, it's better. Um, Christ has no place in the corporate world. I will also die on that hill. And peanut butter and jelly is better than peanut butter and banana. All right. I think I can get on board with all of those things. Except for, did you know that you can get a Harrier fighter jet if you drink enough Pepsi? <laughs> I actually did see that <laughs> Netflix um, documentary. All right. But um, I'm still not changing my stance. All right. Desiree Walsh, everybody. And lastly, Gerald Young puts the ho in the phrase, ho, 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 that grotesque homosexual is a complete man whore. <laughs> I did not write these guys. As a... <laughs> As a comedian, he's traumatized more captive audiences than the Catholic Church. (laughs) Gerald, it's been 30 years. Why can't you admit that I'm your son? Okay, listen, Daniel. uh, When when I got with your mother, you know, and I think the other uh, guys here can attest to that as well, uh, I was going through an experimental phase (laughs) when uh, trying out women. Uh, Uh, From the looks of you, that experiment was a disaster. Yeah. Uh, along, you know, just like the COVID vaccine, so just, yeah. again, which doesn't work. So there you go. All right. Thank you. I'm just glad. I just, just... I just want you to know, Dan, when I got with your mother, <laughs> it, it was out of love. Thank you. <laughs> just watching, looking at the both of you, I'm just glad that hairlines pass through the maternal line is all. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Gerald Young, everybody. All right. And up against the gremlins, we have the Bad Santas. First up, this Christmas, Dan Brennan grew a beard in hopes of finding an age-appropriate woman under the tree with a wicked Santa fetish. I did write that. Oh, Oh, yes, you did. Dan, (laughs) when it comes to Christmas, do you uphold the older traditions? Yeah, absolutely, man. Like the tree, the gifts, the gathering on Christmas Day, the fighting over the leftover stuffing with my siblings and uh, the way that none of us help a 71-year-old woman called Mom clean up after the meal. Uh, Yeah, it truly is a magical time of the year. Your mom is only 71? Don't even fucking go there. (laughs) Don't even go there. All right. 
right, damn for I can everybody. explain this. I can explain no. this in one sentence. All right, fine. Uh, we're Irish Catholics. Oh. Breed them every 20 years. Thank you very All much. All right, thank you. Uh, next up, uh, Brandon Zakai is currently on the run from Kanye West. He celebrated his first Christmas in 2018 and didn't particularly care for it. As a recovering goth kid, he still sides with the Grinch. His favorite part of a Christmas story is the lamp because he wants to fuck it. Yeah, it's a, it's a good lamp. Apparently the only electronic device you're willing to touch in a sensual manner. Do you want me to deep throat this fucking microphone right now? I'll do it, bro. <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, yeah. Got lamps, I'll fuck them. Let's go. All right. Uh, Brandon, as a Jew, I understand that you celebrate different holidays this time of year. Uh, yeah, so... I did not uh, write these. We do have the classic. There's ha- Hanukkah or Hanukkah. Uh, it's the Festival of Lights, you know, eight crazy nights. Uh, but this year we're trying out a new one. Uh, it's called DEFCON 3. <laughs> and what we do is, uh, you know, when it's a little tired, uh, when we wake up, though, uh, we listen to Kanye West music, uh, give each other Kyrie Irving shoes, and sh- uh, uh, praise the inventor of the highway and the microphone. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Brandon. He got it. No, that's, that's what matters. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. And... Last up at the bad Santa's Kathy Boyd has no idea what she's doing here. She heard Scotch egg, so assumes it's some kind of cocktail hour. <laughs> not, not a fancy one, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, she's been known to throw more money at Christmas than she can stuff in a Chippendales thong. Her motto, make it go away. Is that for the Chippendale too? No, no, not that. Oh, okay. Kathy, as a mother of four, I imagine Christmas is rather hectic around your house. How do you manage it all? Thanks for asking, Dan. Um, (laughs) Yes, I I am the mother of four, but three would have been good. I I would have been good at three. (laughs) I have three girls and a boy, and and I love my son. But but this year, uh, my son is going to spend Christmas in uh, Mexico with his girlfriend, you know, so... Feliz Navidad and me. Feliz Navidad indeed. All right. Thank you, Kathy. Give it up for Kathy Boyd and the Bad Santas. And those are your contestants. Give them another hand, everybody. All right. We're going to move on to the next section of our game, which is called What the Hell is This? And What the Hell is This? We show our panelists a series of weird and wonderful images and ask them the eternal question, what the hell is this? All right. Panelists, are you ready for your first images that thankfully I printed out because I had some foresight? (laughs) Are you guys ready? All right. Panelists, I ask you, what the hell is this? (laughs) <laughs> yes, Sebastian. Uh, two guys who got the gift of the insane clown posse. <laughs> yes, Dan. This is literally Gene Simmons' nightmare if he hears the doorbell ring on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Brandon. So these are, these are um, two Jews uh, without their masks on, and they're dressed like uh, Norwegian black metal artists. Uh, and what they do is they sneak into uh, Christian households and they take their presents and they, and they pretend to be from Norway because that's like a plausible deniability because they're like, oh, I'm here to get to back to Santa. But it's really just a huge Jewish conspiracy and I'm surprised Kanye's not on this shit. <laughs> None right. of you were meant to see this. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you, Brandon. Kathy. I think it's the cover of their new album, 
uh, titled It's a Kissmas Miracle. <laughs> That's very cute. That's very cute. Yeah, I'm not cute. Thank uh, you. These are two guys who you would not expect to be this good at wrapping presents. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the mall Santas look like in Oshawa. Uh. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, so this is actually a fin from a Finnish web series called Sat. It's it's written in a clever way, and I can't pronounce it that way. Satanic <laughs> black metal, uh, because it's Christmas and satanic, and uh, they they go around having uh, adventures, the, these two Finnish black metal people. All right, uh, moving on. Panelists, what the hell is this? Uh, Sebastian. Uh, it's a woman stirring a pot full of flies, because she's, she's a spider, guys. Because she's a spider. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. am I on? Yeah. Oh, I saw this and immediately thought of um, Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> As the purple people eater. Oh. Totally. Yeah. Dan? This is clearly an argument for not taking mushrooms and then volunteering at the <laughs> soup kitchen. <laughs> I don't know. She seems like she's getting a lot done. <laughs> Desiree? Um, this is either a Power Rangers villain reject or Santa the rest of the year. <laughs> I guess we could see if her mouth is in time with her speech. That would be the only way to tell. Yeah. Brandon. Have th that's Medea. <laughs> that's Medea? <laughs> her children are in there? You've never seen the movies? That's Tyler Perry as Medea. Oh, sorry. I thought you were making a Greek mythology reference. <laughs> No. <laughs> Just American. Uh, <laughs> it works both ways, apparently. <laughs> Gerald. Oh, finally, together at last, blackface and drag. Oh, we've been waiting all this time. All right, anybody else? Yes, yeah, Sebastian. This is a, a grandma who can... This is, this is, we missed something very funny over there, guys. Uh, this is a grandma who can discipline you with four spoons at once. <laughs> and a shoe, probably. All right. This is uh, Gourmanda, the TV hollow chef from the Star Wars television Christmas special in 1977. Uh, Chewie is trying to cook along, but he finds himself without enough arms, is the joke. Uh, <laughs> she's, I guess, alien Julia Child. All right. We're going to move on. Panelists, I ask you, what the hell is this? Dan. A lot of people don't know this, but the Boxing Day party at the North Pole is lit uh, <laughs> and very much electronic dance music based. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gerald. Yeah. Santa just passed gas at Fan Expo. There's not enough Santa cosplay, I feel like. We should bring Santa to Fan Expo. Uh, Sebastian? This is Santa showing how big the fish was. <laughs> we should all go fishing with aliens. <laughs> Kathy? Um, I'm showing my age here now, but does anybody remember Karnak the Magnificent? Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is Karnak the Magnificent. He's a mystic, and he has predictions for Santa. 
And this one is Santa gives him a hint. And what Santa says is, and they're off, right? And the great Karnak says what the vet said after neutering the reindeer. Uh. Okay, that sucks. That was a long, that was a long setup for a castration joke. <laughs> Gerald. Uh, what happens to a couple's costume when you don't communicate with your partner? <laughs> That's too bad. All right, Dan. Uh, this is the appeals process for the naughty list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we're going to end with that. Uh, so this is uh, from the 1964 science fiction movie Santa versus the Martians. Uh, which you can watch. It is often called one of the worst movies ever made. So they're not, they're not all made by Ed Wood, but it is the first film appearance of Mrs. Claus. It antedates Red, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer by three weeks. <laughs> so this is the first time Mrs. Claus ever appeared on film. All right, panelists, I ask you, what the hell is this? Yes, Gerald. Yeah, it's the original claymation version of Schindler's List. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to make the... Never mind. You know what happens to Clay. It's on the second page. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's unwrapping a foot in case yes. you guys can't see it. Yes, and it's funny that he mentioned Schindler's List because what came to mind to me was the animated short, My Left Foot. <laughs> no? Yes, Dan. Clearly a man who uh, had a pen, and he was writing to Santa, and it ran out just when he got to the word ball. He'd ask for, <laughs> he'd ask for a football. Sebastian. Uh, judging from his expression, it's a man discovering something about himself. Oh, no. I had to cut out the shocked and disgusted look that uh, comes across his face, but maybe that's still true. Brandon. As long as we're going with movies, let me just say that this is Life Ain't Beautiful. Oh. Uh, yeah. Al yeah. Also, yeah. Um, this is very impressive racism. This character is supposed to be white. Is he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let this me tell you something about coding. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, it, it, he does look particularly dark, and especially in the printout, uh, but not so much on the screen. Uh, so, yes? Sorry, this is actually, uh, I remember now, it's a uh, gif of a gentleman, uh, a married man whose wife understands his kinks very right. well. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, this is actually him uh, about to put together the, the leg lamp in A Christmas Story. Uh, so you would think Brandon would be more appreciative of the clip. Uh, all right. Uh, so I will tell you guys what this is. This is a short clip from the uh, claymation A Junkie's Christmas, which is an animated setting of a William Burroughs' story from his 1989 short story collection, Interzone. It's about this uh, heroin addict who's going around the streets of New York trying to get a score, and uh, he finds a suitcase with two, <laughs> two human feet in it that he then sells for three bucks, uh, gets some drugs, and then gives them away to a poor young kid who has kidney stones to cure his pain. 
It's very sweet. And then God rewards him by getting him high as fuck. So <laughs> it's a happy ending for everybody. All right. Moving on to the next image. Panelists, I ask you, what the hell is this? Yes, Brandon. Oh, my God. It's Gotrila. Ah. Godzilla. Godzilla. Like Godzilla, but a tree. <laughs> Gerald. Uh, that's what happens when you buy your Christmas tree close to the Pickering power plant. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I ordered my, my iodine tablets when we got that fake alert a couple of years ago. Sebastian? Dan, this was you vaping before the show. Yeah. Yeah, it was. No trees involved, though. No trees involved. This is what happens if you let artificial intelligence plan your Christmas. <laughs> oh, you know what that is? My, my favorite movie, I've had too much wine. My favorite movie is uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. And tell me that doesn't look like the Oogie Boogie Man <laughs> with food poisoning. No, I, I saw it immediately. <laughs> if you're looking for a cheap date, uh, one glass of wine, right? Yeah. This is all the, also the don't be horny horn. Uh. <laughs> Sebastian was first, and then Brandon. This is Christmas at your divorced dad's house. Oh, it does kind of look like it, doesn't it? Yo, yo, what up, man, damn? This is Barney the Dankosaur. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she's like, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> it looks like Godzilla's dick in a box video. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we're going we're gonna to call it with that one. Moving on to the last image, which is another video, Joy of Joys. Panelists, I ask you, what the hell is this? <laughs> uh, yes, Desiree. This is a bad attempt at Disney's um, diversity Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> Sebastian? This is the first Jewish furry. <laughs> no, it's how the Israelites really cross the desert. <laughs> Breakdancing with a furry? In style. <laughs> that is in style, I gotta say. That's why it took 40 years. Brandon? It's bark dancing. Oh! <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I think it's uh, BTS on The Masked Singer. <laughs> That's some deep cover. I remember now, it's all coming back to me. This is from the Batman Christmas special, a very Gotham Hanukkah. <laughs> this is the Disney Plus remake of 101 Dalmatians with a really cheap producer. He's like, 101? <laughs> ah, five, it's enough. They get it. It's a lot of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is like the youth outreach for the Crips. <laughs> That's their mascot. Yeah, they learned something from the tobacco companies. <laughs> Gerald. It's basically what Brandon sees every time he smokes too much weed. Uh, <laughs> These people are in their audience right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're done. So this is um, 
This is the uh, Mensch on a Bench, which is the Jewish Elf on a Shelf 2017 dance-off competition prompt. Uh, families were supposed to submit videos in which they danced like the Mensch on a Bench team here, and also this furry for some reason. So there you go. And that's it for What the Hell is This? Is there, is there still time to compete? Is there? Not for 2017, no. <laughs> uh, we're going to move on to the next section of our game, which is another pop quiz. All right, the first question, the category is Hebrew Nationals. Yay. Hanukkah, the Festival of Lights, celebrates the second century recapture of Jerusalem and the rededication of the second temple by the Jewish people. What did they call the Hebrew soldiers who fought in this struggle? Dan. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was the People's Front of Judea. No, no, it was the Judean People's Front no, wait, it was the National Front of Judea. No, no, I remember it now. Stop right there. Too silly. Too silly. Too silly. Haha, ha, thank you, someone. <laughs> Brandon. Run DMC. Oh, they were raising hell with the Seleucid Empire. That's true. <laughs> Whose house? <laughs> Jews' house. <laughs> I said Jews' house. <laughs> Ron's house. Uh, Sebastian. Uh, I'm not sure, but my cousin in the Israel Defense Force is called Joshua. You have a cousin in the Israeli Defense Force? Yeah, I'm a Chinese man with a Chinese cousin in the Israel Defense Force. And that makes sense. edition. Yeah. And, and God bless him. <laughs> Every just, single one of those boys. He's just really. Girls. He's just really inspired by what they're doing over there. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the correct answer is uh, in 172, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by Emperor Antiochus IV Epiphanes for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Jerusalem underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the J-Team. Ba-ba-ba-ba, yeah. <laughs> oh, very good, very good. Okay, uh, the actual answer is the Maccabees, the Maccabees. All right, moving on to the next question. The category is... None for you. Ah, none for you, right. Uh, question is, what traditional Hanukkah game can have up to four players and is usually won by obtaining the most chocolate coins? Brandon. Super Mario Odyssey? <laughs> you, you say Mario? <laughs> Is it Mario? Yeah, that's okay. It's not Mario? No, but it's fine. Like Anti-Italian racism is like the last bastion of acceptability. <laughs> Anti-Italian, what? <laughs> he calling me Mario like I'm a girl. It's not fair. Non vi preoccupate, parlo italiano, è giusto. Sorry, I thought they were done. <laughs> um... We used to play Hungry, Hungry Hippo. <laughs> At Hanukkah? No, I'm Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> so specifically not during Hanukkah, you would avoid Hungry, Hungry Hippo. Well, there's the eight days there that, that kind of run into... She has an the, eight in 365% ch chance of having played Hungry, Hungry Hippos in during yeah. Hanukkah. Yeah. Did you, did, you ever play it, did you ever play it by candlelight? D that might be a hint. Um, well, we were kind of poor, so <laughs> sometimes when the 
check was still in the mail for the electric company. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that could've. turned very sad. Let's move <laughs> on. <laughs> Desiree. That it's been lovely, but I have to go outside and scream game. That is one that I am familiar with at family occasions, but not re- for religious reasons. <laughs> I Same. Think. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian. Capitalism. Capitalism. <laughs> Brandon. Socialism. Oh. We just invented everything with money, people. Oh, uh, that's cute. All right. Uh, the correct answer is the well-known board game, Settlers of the West Bank. Oh. Uh, Sorry, it's the dreidel, it's the dreidel, everybody. There's even a song that we would have heard if we'd had sound for the, for the Mensch on a Bench dance-off competition. All right, moving on to the next question. The category is... For whom the bell tolls. For whom the bell tolls, thank you. In the Christmas classic, It's a Wonderful Life, what happens every time a bell rings? Gerald. A popular actor gets fired from the DC Universe. <laughs> Oh, no. Didn't he go on to do something good? Isn't that... I mean, all these beautiful actors are just, like, apparently are crap now. Like, Gal Gadot's fired. Yeah. Henry Cavill's fired. Yeah. You know, equally gorgeous me. Never get a DC role either. Yeah, that's true. Horrible. I mean, sorry, you still have a chance. What am I saying? I don't have her legs. No, you're you're basically dressed like the Joker, so I think you're... (laughs) (laughs) I have the same illness as he does mentally, so there you go. All right. Brandon? Every time the bell rings, we bring up a new girl to the stage. Let's give it up for Foxy. <laughs> very good. Very good. I've always kind of wondered, like, what are they? Like, there are no dollar bills here. But do people stuff loonies in, or do the strippers just get paid more here? Oh, inflation. And you're told. It's like a slot machine. Yeah. Aw. I start all their sets by mentioning their e-transfer email address. <laughs> Oh, that's good, because you could set your email alert to vibrate. Guys, give it up for Dan Donnelly! All right, all right, all right. right. I think he can tap now, too. (laughs) (laughs) Every time a bell rings, a retired boxer gets confused and an innocent bystander gets knocked out. That's very good. That's very good. Anyone else? Desiree. We get a new COVID vaccine. Oh. That's actually cheerful. <laughs> I wish. There, let's, let's go. Uh, <laughs> Kathy. Um, next to um, Nightmare Before Christmas, my favorite movie is It's a Wonderful Life. And whenever a bell rings, um, George Bailey yells, Jesus, Mary, will you get the goddamn phone? You got to do it in the Jimmy Stewart voice, though. I can't do Jimmy Stewart. No, no, no. Uh, Jesus, uh, Mary. No, I can't do it either, apparently. <laughs> oh, you mean like the Scottish guy? No, no. Jesus, Mary, will you get the goddamn phone? There we go. That was a great Jimmy Stewart. It's a wonderful life, everybody. Very good. Never seen it. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes, Gerald. Every time a bell rings, another Rogers customer loses service. Oh, very good, very good. All right. Uh, so the correct answer, the correct answer is, of course, an angel gets its wings. I hope they're honey mustard. Woo! <laughs> 
All right, moving on to the next question. The category is Plot and Bailey. Speaking of It's a Wonderful Life, what event leads main character George Bailey to contemplate suicide? Wait, Sebastian. you guys need reasons? No, not with Maid, apparently. <laughs> Too dark for everybody. <laughs> Sebastian. Oh, uh, Kathy told a very sad story about not having money as a child. Uh, <laughs> you, just, you were just living Angela's ashes? <laughs> Uh, George Bailey is visited by the ghost of his father, who has told him that his mother was married by his uncle, who had killed him, and it's up to him to exact vengeance and reclaim the throne of Denmark. All right. The ghosts to the thing to... Never mind. Fuck it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Claudius. (laughs) You're fucking my mom. Claudius. How now, Yorick? To be or not to be? These are all sorts of questions. All right. Thank you. Uh, We're going to uh, move on. So the correct answer is Uncle Billy loses an $8,000 cash deposit, which uh, causes George's savings and loan to collapse well before the 80s. So there we go. Uh, That joke was too old for everybody in the room, except for those two, and they weren't paying attention. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to the next question. The category is Kevin Can Wait. In the holiday classic Home Alone, what horrible fate befalls uh, Macaulay Culkin's Kevin McAllister? Gerald. Uh, He had that special sleepover at the Neverland Ranch. Uh... (laughs) Oh. I don't fear of Paris wheel. I don't see what the problem is. (laughs) Brandon. Midlife circumcision. Oh. (laughs) He's like six. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He has, like, the best two or three days of his life, and then his fucking parents come home. That's <laughs> the bad fate. His so actor became a famous child star and became uh, generally disillusioned, being unable to grow up as a normal person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that happened. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Also, his mom was Catherine O'Hara. All right. Anyone else? Yeah, Kathy. I think he got into the peppermint schnapps and uh, passed out. And when he woke up, he was uh, wearing what he ate. <laughs> and uh, worse than that, he forgot her name. Oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, yes, Brandon. Uh, he misses his bar mitzvah and therefore will never become a man. Oh, poor Kevin. <laughs> he missed the chance to meet acting legend Joe Pesci. <laughs> Uh, Thank you, guys. We're going to move on. So the uh, correct answer is that uh, his brother becomes a more successful actor than him. I mean, come on. (laughs) Scott Pilgrim and Succession and that ass, it's totally unfair. Um, Yeah, Kieran Culkin is well known to have the best ass in Hollywood. You can look this up. I'm not kidding. There are articles about this. (laughs) I don't think you can look that up on straight sites. uh, (laughs) It's true. It's true. I've seen them all. Yeah, yeah. Best. You're not helpful. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, the correct answer is that he gets left home alone. Left home alone. All right. The next, <laughs> that is why they call it that. The next question. The uh, category is, ah, uh, knock it to me time. Knock it to me? Um, <laughs> Christmas classic Die Hard was based on what book? Desiree. The Curious George book where he eats the puzzle piece. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Brandon? Hans Gruber's A Series of Unfortunate Events. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. Dan? Uh, How the Grinch stole $640 million in bearer bonds from the 40th, 30th floor vault of Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> yeah. Die hardcover? Oh. oh. Just going back to that, I would love to see Alan Rickman. I would love to see Alan Rickman play the Grinch. I believe it's called Reichman. I believe his last name's Reichman. Is that true? Absolutely not. Okay. It gives you something to look you up never when know. you get home. You never know. I'm always paranoid. Okay. He's Anyone else? He's actually the third amongst the Reichman brothers. <laughs> it's Alan Third Reichman. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, okay. Uh, the correct answer is Roderick Thorpe's. Roderick Thorpe's 1979 L.A. crime novel, Nothing Lasts Forever. Moving on to our last question. The uh, category is Green Christmas in Shrek the Halls. Mike Myers' eponymous ogre struggles to put together a last-minute Christmas for his new family, all the while hiding what terrible secret? Yes, Desiree. In um, 2000, he let the dogs out and didn't tell the Baja men thus causing them to write that awful song oh, no. in 2007. <laughs> he just left them hanging? Yes. For seven years? Yes. Wow. It was terrible. That is terrible. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I was terrible donkey. The secret that his other family is in the swamp next door. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's just going around collecting princesses, I guess. Uh, yes, Sebastian. Uh, Shrek forgot to buy a gift for Donkey, so he just farted in a present box and played it as a joke. But internally, he was ashamed that he failed to properly express his affection for his longtime friend and closest companion. Little did he know that that was like actually something Donkey was into. Mm. <laughs> yes, Sebastian. <laughs> uh, Shrek and Fiona left her royal family because of an anti-ogre racism and are planning to start a show about it on Netflix. Yeah. They had a whole interview with Fairy Oprah. It was great. Mm -hmm. Sebastian. <laughs> Ogres don't have penises, but rather they reproduce and excrete from a multi-purpose cloaca. Oh, God. He hides this out of embarrassment to donkey Eddie Murphy, who would be unlikely to let this slide without a cutting remark upon Shrek's formerly over-exaggerated masculinity. Sebastian, be honest. Do you have Shrek fan fiction open on your phone right now? No, it's just playing 24-7 Oh, all right. Well, thank you, guys. <laughs> I think we're going to call it with that one. All right, that's been it for this pop quiz. Give your panelists a hand. And we're going to move on to the next section of our show, which is called Not Bloody Likely. In Not Bloody Likely, we give our panelists a series of unlikely scenarios, and they give us a little idea of what will happen. We just need to reset the stage a tiny bit, so we'll uh, give us a couple of minutes. Sorry. Are you guys ready for your first unlikely scenario? Unlikely holiday specials. Hey, y'all, happy Hanukkahnye. <laughs> uh, the year Vladimir Putin saved Christmas. Uh, it's the 19th, so half off all advent calendars. <laughs> it's a different special. It's a deal. Yeah. Um... Welcome to the Freedom Convoy protesters. It's a capital Christmas. 
at Parliament Hill. Um, there'll be horn honking to the tune of Jingle Bells 24-7, and gas fumes will fill the air until the new year when they uh, will uh, we'll see them in court. All right, thank you. <laughs> Merry Boxing Day, everyone. <laughs> Boxing Day is my favorite holiday because the bank is closed, but you know why. <laughs> this is a happy Christmas like live stream here at Sandy Hook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> the Muslim that stole Christmas. <laughs> One more. The Grinch finds out that he was excluded from Christmas because he, he was green. Oh, no. It's a, it's a racism thing. Yeah, but he and Kermit and Shrek got together and started an organization. It ain't easy being us. Yeah. <laughs> also known as Nambla. Yeah, oh. Just because of Elmo, come on. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. We're gonna move on to the next one. Not overheard at the office holiday party. Man, I'm having such a great time. <laughs> You know what, dude? I really ex- respect Sharon. Oh, poor Sharon. I'm so glad I ate lunch so I don't get too drunk and lose my job and do something embarrassing. I think that's the first time that sentence has ever been uttered. You should it call is. a linguist. Yes. Hey, isn't that great working at the Ellen DeGeneres show? Oh. Boo, Ellen. Everyone go home and say mean things about Ellen on Twitter while we still have it. What's the category again? Uh, The category is not overheard at the office holiday party. Ooh, gross. You're my subordinate. I'm not having sex with you on the photocopier. Man, I'm so glad that despite our differing political opinions, we all just get along. (laughs) This job completes me. If Charles from accounting could take his knob out of the eggnog. Oh. Is that, do you have something? <laughs> no, okay, that's it for that then. We love, the, we love eggnog. All right. <laughs> next uh, next, uh, next uh, unlikely scenario. Dubious last minute gift ideas. Here, have a bag of artisanal toenail clippings. <laughs> this is a gift I actually got. You know, there's a rule... There's a... I don't know why anyone gave me this gift. I'm very Jewish. <laughs> well, Rudolph didn't try to disguise his nose by covering it with foreskin, so I think we're fine. <laughs> I, however... Kathy, go ahead. <laughs> I have to have notes, because, I mean, Alzheimer's is going to be a really smooth transition for me. Um, for your boyfriend who loves golf as much as he loves you, if you can't hit, get a personalized golf balls, uh, if you can't hit a hole in one, hit a glory hole. Oh, that's very sweet. No. <laughs> okay, Desiree. I'm going to go with an oldie but a goodie. Um, cigarettes and lottery tickets from the gas station. Woo! That's actually a good one. All right, thanks, guys. We're going to move on. Two, improbable holiday traditions. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> My spy, spouse and I are kissing under a mistletoe. Uh, um, Kind of being stuck on hold f- from trying to call my mom 
and never actually getting to talk to her. Aww. Fucking hell, who wants to fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this better be sad. This better be sad. I don't, I we don't prefer have, downers, actually. I don't, I don't actually have anything to add to this category. It's just if any of you see the waiter, <laughs> I could use a pint, okay? If you see, I have my own tab. I'm not asking if... Sorry, I was on. No, that's okay. Anyone else? Love at... Or, sorry, what was the category? <laughs> <laughs> Improbable holiday traditions, I think. <laughs> oh, um... Use your inside voice or use your outdoor voice inside to yell at the people you love the most. That's improbable? I guess you getting along would be improbable. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I misunderstood the assignment. Right, I just wanted you. to fit in. All right. Well, one more and then we were moving on. Uh, getting your dad something that's not a tool. Oh. <laughs> or is it? Okay. <laughs> Thank you, guys. We're going to move on to the next one. Cancelled Christmas carols. Are you willing to record this for the internet? <laughs> oh, come all ye on Pornhub. Aww. <laughs> Baby, it's cold outside by Environment Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's a good one, right? <laughs> Blue Christmas, Bell Communications. <laughs> Anyone else? White Christmas. Non-inclusive. Uh. <laughs> On the 12th day of Christmas, the Jews took from me. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve million dollars from Adidas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you guys. Moving on to the last one. Unlikely New Year's resolutions. Spend more time in synagogue. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even the right New Year. <laughs> Me ever becoming politically correct. Uh, I still call my crock pot a slow cooker. Uh, Cut down on gay sex, but increased bisexual sex. <laughs> <laughs> this is what philosophers call equivocation. <laughs> Stop hanging out with women who call the way I make love a slow cooker. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you, guys. That was it for Not Bloody Likely. We're going to move on to the last section of our show, which is called Debate Club. In Debate Club, our panelists debate important issues of the day, and you, the audience, get to decide who wins. All right. Our first debate... Arguing the proposition, Turkey is awful, which is why we only eat it twice a year, are Gerald Young and Kathy Boyd. Arguing in favor is Gerald Young. Gerald, you have one minute, starting okay. right now. Okay, great. So I'm going to tell you all about Turkey and just to uh, let everybody know I'm talking. I'm not talking about the country, which is the worst member of NATO. I'm talking about the worst <laughs> meat you can get at Loblaws. Okay, like turkey, you eat it twice a year, you have to survive it, just like your homophobic racist uncle who hates Justin Trudeau because he doesn't want to see a black prime minister. Okay? <laughs> but before, before I get to turkey, the food, let's talk about the bird itself. It's the ugliest bird in the animal kingdom, okay? I'd still have sex with it, but I'm just saying it's ugly. <laughs> you know, like paper bag over the head situation, you know? Brandon knows what I'm talking about. Okay, well, let's talk about turkey as a meat. I mean, who thought of eating turkey? It's like, hmm, I like chicken, but I wish it was drier and gamier and took much longer to cook. 
I know it's <laughs> it's turkey. It's turkey. It's uh yeah. It's uh, you know the, I mean the worst part about turkey, okay, is that if you cook it wrong, if you cook Ten it wrong, seconds. okay, cook it wrong, everybody gets salmonella and dies. It's blowfish for basic white people. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Gerald. Arguing in favor of turkey, I imagine, is Kathy Boyd. Kathy, yeah. you have Oh, yeah, one look minute. at me. I look like I eat a lot of turkey. Anyway. Starting now. Turkey is the best. Not only does it taste good, it's got a natural sleep-inducing drug, right? It's put more people to sleep than that um, famous anesthetist, Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh, it's so popular that even the President of the United States at Thanksgiving, when they have turkey, he pardons a turkey. <laughs> so who knows? Next year, maybe he'll pardon Trump. Oh. And turkey pairs well with Chardonnay, as do I. <laughs> and turkey doesn't discriminate. Turkey has both dark and white meat. <laughs> My daughter loves dark meat. <laughs> she can't get enough of it she's insatiable when it comes to dark meat <laughs> all right that's it oh Thank but you, i Kathy. had my best line you're out of time <laughs> gerald you have 30 seconds to respond starting now okay so my esteemed opponent says turkey is great but i'll tell you if turkey's so great how come when you go to a place that has turkey chili they have to say it's turkey chili okay if you have chili that's made from beef they just call it chili but if it's turkey chili they have to warn you that it's turkey chili i.e <laughs> caution this chili is going to suck Okay, because honestly, turkey is one of those adjectives that you put in front of another word, it ruins it. Turkey, chili, prince, Andrew, uh, poison <laughs> oak, et cetera, et cetera. Thank All right, you. thank you, Gerald. And Kathy, you have the last word. You have r people rooting for you in the audience. Okay. I well, assume that's your daughter who loves dark meat out there. <laughs> 30 seconds starting now. Once you go cranberry. Well, what I wanted to say before I got cut off is dark meat matters. Anyway, <laughs> it's so versatile. You can use the leftovers for stews, soups, pot pies, sandwiches, tetrazzini, casserole, salads, you name it. Turkey is the Meryl Streep of meats. <laughs> and turkey can be a person, place, or thing. Have you ever thought about that? I did because my mind never fucking shuts off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Kathy. All right. And now you, the audience, get to decide. <laughs> do you agree with Gerald Young that turkey is awful? Or do you agree with Ta uh, Kathy Boyd that dark meat matters? All right, that's, Kathy wins, that's one point for the bad Santas. All right, our second debate. Arguing the question, uh, a hot topic, gift bags or gift wrap? Arguing in favor of uh, gift bags is Brandon Zakai. Arguing in favor of rap is Desiree Walsh. Brandon, you have one minute starting now. So a lot of gifts are going to be given out this time of year, especially if you're like me and celebrate Hanukkah and, you know, need those gifts in order to survive through the new year, what with food and all. But um, the way I look at it is as a millennial or a Gen Z, um, I, I believe that recycling and uh, going green is important, apparently. And, 
And I think that there's too much waste with all this gift wrapping paper because I don't know who unwraps it like with the little corners, like they're diffusing a bomb just to like save it and be like, oh, it's such a lovely paper. And just like, listen, if the paper was really great, we'd be putting it on our walls, but no, we're not. We're putting it on stuff that we just can't wait to get inside and we like rip it and tear it up. It's just not good. So I think that we should put away with the wrapping paper industry as a whole. Those guys fucking suck and we should uh, destroy their jobs. I agree, as you can tell from my monologue. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> All right, arguing in favor of gift wrap is Desiree Walsh. Desiree, you have one minute starting now. Um, so Brandon was asking who, who saves the paper. My mom's name is Karen, and every Christmas, <laughs> I had to unwrap every present like it was Fort Knox, because we were going to save the paper and use it next year. I mean, we never did, but that's not the point. Um, also, wrapping paper is really fun, guys, because who doesn't like a present encased in a puzzle? Who doesn't like that? <laughs> Apparently you guys don't like that, but I don't care because wrapping paper is really fun because you get to make it really hard for your friends to open stuff. <laughs> nothing says I'm a good friend. Like I've made this present really, really difficult for you to open. You can go. All right. Thank you, Desiree. Uh, Brandon, you have 30 seconds to respond, starting now. All right, first off, wrapping paper. I mean, that is a lie. It's hardly musical at all. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like that rocking chair. <laughs> Couldn't play the guitar at all. Um, <laughs> the other thing about wrapping paper is that, like, here's the thing. I reuse the gift bags. Like, she says that her mom was like, save the paper, and they never used it. Do you know how many gift bags I've reused? Like, let's, I told my eight, like, eight, 80-year-old great aunt, happy birthday. Here's a Batman bag. Fucking deal with it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, you can only reuse those bags so many times before the paint gets hard. All right. Because uh, they're huffing paint. All right. <laughs> Desiree, you have the last word. 30 seconds starting now. Um, I'm still pro-wrapping paper, because, yeah, we didn't use it to um, wrap presents, but you can make anything a hat. <laughs> like, like, just take that wrapping paper and make it fashion. <laughs> if you've been to Dundas Square, you've seen more than one person <laughs> who's taken the wrapping paper off a present and made it fashion. So I think I've made my point. All right, thank you. All right, now, yeah. <laughs> now you, the audience, get to decide. Do you agree with uh, Brandon that uh, gift bags are superior? Or do you agree with Desiree that gift wrap makes a nice hat? All right, Desiree wins. That's a point for the Gremlins. We're coming up to the last debate of the evening, arguing the uh, proposition, Santa is not real. Arguing against the existence of Santa is Sebastian D. Chow, and arguing in favor is Dan Brennan. Sebastian, you have one minute, starting now. I'm not going to come in front of you and tell you all the things like, there's no way that he could be real if you think about it at all, using physics or travel time, or anything like that. I am going to tell you that if Santa Claus was real, 
He's a real piece of shit. <laughs> okay. Every, rich white kids, they get PS5s every year. Let's go. Every year, PS5. They got so many PS5s. <laughs> Santa is so classist. It makes me sick. And plus, <laughs> he discriminates so heavily between religions. Christian kids are getting so many gifts. Why? Why? He's not in the Bible. He's trying to get in the Bible. He's not in there. Fucking lying piece of shit. <laughs> Make his own mythos and shit. He's not, he's not real, okay? And if he was, he'd be an asshole. All right. Thank you, Sebastian. Arguing in favor of Santa Claus is Dan Brennan. Dan, you have one minute starting now. Wow. What a bitter little fuck, eh? <laughs> hey? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Hey, sorry you didn't get that bike, kid. Oh, my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, exhibit A, that Santa exists. The 1940s documentary, A Miracle on 34th Street, where they proved in a U.S. court of law that Santa does exist. <laughs> if you're not familiar with that, perhaps you're familiar with the 1990s remake of the exact same film. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to do this, but I need the win, guys. Uh, I need the win. I need the win. I need the win. The reason that I know that Santa exists, because I am he, he is me. I am. I am Santa. I can prove it. Santa sees you when you're sleeping. He sees you when you're awake. How would I know that Dan Donnelly was so poor growing up that he had to masturbate to Calvin Klein underwear ads? How would I know that if I wasn't Santa? <laughs> It was my middle school yearbook. Let's move on. <laughs> Sebastian, uh, you have 30 seconds starting now. While we're doing personal attacks. <laughs> this guy, he says he's Santa Claus because he sees you when you're sleeping and masturbating. He's just insane. He's just a pervert, okay? That's, his, his main argument was that movies make Santa real. Movies aren't real either, guys. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> Those are a depiction of a story someone wrote. Also fake. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Sebastian. Uh, Dan, you have the last word. 30 more if seconds. If I'm not Santa, here. if I'm not Santa, how do I know that this gentleman here, second from the end, is Woody Harrelson's body double? How do I know that? <laughs> how do I know that? Because I see everyone everywhere. How do I not know that this woman has a weird Freddy Krueger kink? How do I not know that? I'm Santa. I see you when you're sleeping. I see you when you're awake. How do I not know that the best time to see Brandon Zakai is when he's sleeping? <laughs> There's the odd tent rollover, but other than that, it's better than when he's awake. Thank you. All right, thank you. And now you, the audience, decide. Do you agree with Sebastian Chow that Santa is not real? Or with Dan Brennan that Sebastian's just bitter? <laughs> All right, Dan wins. That's two points for the bad Santas. And now you, the audience, get to decide who do you like overall in the game tonight. Do you guys like the Gremlins? Or do you like the bad Santas? That was a tie. Let's do that one more time. Gremlins. Bad Santas. All right, the bad Santas take it. They get the grand prize of nothing. Thank you, guys. This has been Comedy Game Showdown. I have been your host, Dan Donnelly. The uh, Gremlins have been Sebastian Chow, Desiree Walsh, Gerald Young. The Bad Santas have been Dan Brennan, Brandon Zakai, and Kathy Boyd. 
We're going to be back with our next episode, Screen Time, all TV and movies, January 16th at the Social Capital, not here. Uh, you can follow us on Patreon, and thank you very much to our Patreon patrons, and follow us on social media, because we're going somewhere. We just don't know where it is. Thanks, guys, and have a great night. Bye.